Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. About 15% of Wisconsin potatoes are out of the ground as the harvest continues, but growers are behind compared to years past. The latest report from USDA says the potato dig is 12 days behind last year and 8 days behind the five-year average. Here to break down why is Tamis Houlihan, the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. Tamis, how has the growing season shaped today's potato harvest? Well, the Wisconsin potato crop got off to a late start in 2022. We had cold and wet weather conditions lasting throughout April and well into May. And so most growers in the state reported planting about two weeks behind schedule. Um, some central Wisconsin growers were able to start planting in you know, early April by about April 10th, uh, quite a few more by April 20th, but it was an unusual spring. Uh, temperatures hit 75 degrees in mid-April, and then they dropped back down into the 40s the last week of April with lows in the 20s. And that's a problem for potatoes. You don't want it to be, you know, the threat of frost. And so, you know, it warmed up in May, and the heat units finally arrived in early June to get the crop uh, starting to catch up. And that's one good thing about potatoes is they're a resilient crop, and they do catch up very well. Uh, once the heat units come. And we did have a lot of dry conditions throughout June and July, but our growers can irrigate. And so thanks to irrigation, we're we're catching up. Now, we still are probably, I would say, 10 days behind schedule on average. But it's not going to be a problem. The crop is looking pretty good overall. Potato condition has been in the 90 percentile statewide for a while. That's just recently fell to 89% good to excellent, but that's a, still a favorable number, correct? It is. It is. And our growers really like it, you know, when it's not overly wet. That's the one thing they can't control. Um, if it's too dry, they can always add moisture with irrigation. But when we get really, really uh, wet weather, that's when the growers run into problems. Yeah. And it's similar with temperature. If it gets really hot, uh, it's not good for potatoes to be harvested under those conditions. The potatoes, if they're dug too warm, will break down in storage. And so we're really looking for good 50 to 60 degree temperatures. And uh, I think we've had plenty of that lately. What about disease or pest pressures? H- had that been an issue at all this season? Um, the Colorado potato beetles were significant this summer. But overall, the pest pressure has been down, I would say. We didn't have any instances of late blight, and that's always a real concern for our growers. And so when we have a a relatively disease-free summer, the growers are happy. Um, So overall, I would say the pest pressure was a little bit lower than previous years. As you mentioned, potatoes don't like it when it's very, very hot. So that raises the question, well, then why are we harvesting already in late July, early August? Can you give us a timeline for these different varieties? Sure. And in some cases, it's driven by the market. And this year, uh, as some people have heard, there was a potato shortage. Um, The crop was smaller in 2021 than usual. And so a lot of folks ran out of potatoes, including the western states, Idaho and Washington, which are really big producers. And so once we get into June and July, we're still um, selling storage potatoes from last fall. 
And we really ran out um, earlier than usual, about a month earlier than usual. And so as the market got stronger, there was strong demand and very few potatoes. Some of the growers in Wisconsin decided to dig a little bit earlier, and they sacrifice a little bit on their yields and the size of the potatoes, but there was such a, a market increase in price that they were willing to take that. So we had potatoes being dug in late July, early August, and you're right about the temperatures. You don't want to be digging them when it's 80 degrees out, but we have farms now that can dig 24-7. I mean, when they're you know, 50-degree nights, that's ideal for potatoes, and it's a good time to harvest them. And so a lot of the canning potatoes as well were dug in late July, early August. And it's surprising how many um, potatoes do end up going into like soup can size. Um, little, small, round, white potatoes were being dug late July, early August. And then as well as some of the chipping varieties, round, rounder, white, larger potatoes, those were being dug, strong demand for chips. Um, the russets, the longer ones that are typically used for French fries and for baking and for grocery store sales, are a little bit longer season. And so the russets are still mostly not being dug. We'll let them size up and bulk up uh, well into September, and then we'll have some of those being dug as late as the middle of October. Again, they start to get worried about frost by the time you hit October 15th or so, but the vast majority of Wisconsin's potato crop will be dug in September and the first two weeks of October. As we just heard, potato variety matters because it's there's a lot of different uses for these potatoes. Is the potato America's favorite vegetable? I think I learned that on the Spudmobile. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, potatoes are the number one item bought in the produce department in terms of volume. And, you know, it's a star in other sectors as well. You know, French fries are the number one side dish sold at restaurants. And potato chips are the number one snack food item uh, sold in grocery stores. And Wisconsin grows all those different sectors. We have a big chipping sector. We have plenty of uh, russets going to McCain Foods being turned into fries and hash browns and tater tots. We've got a big fresh market. That's probably the largest sector of Wisconsin's crop. That's almost 40% of what we grow ends up going into grocery stores and, and being sold at retail. And then we also have a, a sector that's called seed potatoes. And the seed potatoes are basically like all other potatoes, except they're grown in very disease-free environments. So they produce the highest quality commercial potatoes when they're grown out by commercial growers. And so the seed area is up in Langlade County and, and in Oneida and some of the northern counties where they're a little more isolated from other growing regions. And those potatoes are probably going to be dug <clears throat> a little bit later, and they're also planted a little bit later. But uh, Wisconsin has a great reputation for its seed potato program. And when we talk about the potato shortage, I, I want to go back to that. And you mentioned <laughs> that the price then increased significantly because there's such demand for potatoes. Can you give us an idea of just how much that increase was? Sure. I mean, the, the price is generally described as per hundredweight. So per hundred pounds of potatoes sold, there's normally a price of anywhere from $12 to $20 uh, on the marketplace. And this year, we saw prices soaring. You know, by early July, we saw $40 per hundredweight prices. And even into August, we've seen $60 and $70 prices per hundredweight of potatoes. 
just because so many stores were out and restaurants were out. And so when there's that kind of strong demand and so few potatoes, the price just goes through the roof for those potatoes that are available. And so that's going to all calm down when the vast majority of the potatoes come out of the ground this fall. Um, that's when the, you know, the bulk of the North American potato crop comes online. And really, it's a global market. I mean, there are a lot of potatoes grown in Canada. Uh, Europe is a big producer. And Europe has had a tremendous drought. And so their crop is down. And so we'll be seeing more in terms of export. Uh, the states like Washington and Oregon and, and Maine, the ones on the coast in the U.S., ship a lot of potatoes overseas. And so there was incredible uh, demand in July and even into August. And I think we're going to see those prices start to calm down as we get into September, October, and more of the North American potato crop comes out of the ground. While more money is desirable, how have inflationary pressures, though, impact growers? I mean, they're still having to deal with high fuel costs. Maybe uh, their parts or equipment have gone up. Maybe labor has gone up. So walk me through what those margins look like for 2022. Yes, that was a tremendous increase uh, for all of our farms. Um, the input costs rose an average of about 20% across the board. And all those areas you just mentioned were included in that. The biggest increases came in fertilizer. Um, nitrogen costs tripled, uh, potash doubled, and, and some of these inputs that the growers rely on to get the quality and the yields that they need were just way up in cost. And labor, I mean, not only is the cost up, it's really hard to find. The growers struggle finding good help, especially during the intense seasons of planting and harvest. And so all their input costs were up in the range of 20%. Um, and we're looking at that again uh, going into next year. The costs just have stayed high. And so the margins are very thin. The growers really needed these high prices to help them get through the season. And I don't mean just the incredible high prices in July and August, but the price for potatoes went up probably in that 20% range throughout the season. And it was absolutely necessary just for the growers to break even on their input costs. The 2023 forecast is that those input costs will continue to stay high. But do you think that the potato costs will follow? Well, and there are also a lot of contracts that will be signed with our, our chipping companies and our frozen processor companies. And so they all recognize that these you know, input cost increases are continuing. And so the price will have to take that little bit of a ratchet up in that 20% range Again, just to keep pace, but I definitely think we will see that, you know, instead of a $10 per hundred weight, you might see $12 per hundred weight prices on some of the contracts and things like that. And so that we do expect to see continue well into 2023. Coming back to the present, looking at the field today, what are you forecasting for this year's harvest? Are, are we thinking average yields, above average yields, below yeah, it's a little bit too early to tell, but we did have a board of directors meeting just this week, and we got crop reports from all of our sectors. And the general comment is, yeah, we're a little bit behind just in terms of when we would normally start harvest, but the yields are looking average, um, good size on the tubers, very good quality. Um, and so overall, the, the crop looks good. 
And I think we're going to have probably in that 420 to 440 hundred weight per acre um, yield with good quality. And so overall, I think we're going to see a pretty good crop out of Wisconsin, probably average in terms of size and yield, um, but excellent in terms of quality. Again, the pest pressure was down. Uh, We didn't have too much rain, which can often cause quality issues with the skin of the potatoes. You get lentils. Uh, They're like little holes in the potato skin. We didn't see any of that this year. And so most of the growers are, are pretty optimistic that we'll have a good potato crop and a good harvest. Again, we're only into the, the last week of August, but um, there's a month and a half to go, and so a lot could happen, a lot could change. But the way it looks right now, we're really in pretty good shape for a, a good quality potato crop. And there you have it, Wisconsin potato growers stepping up to the plate to make sure the states and foreign countries have the potatoes they need. Tamis Houlihan along with us, the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.